0: Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Kahn. I'm Aaron McMahon. On this week's episode, we will be discussing the latest Michigan basketball commitment and what it means for the program overall, the upcoming Citrus Bowl matchup against Alabama, with our latest on player participation, and much more. Uh, Aaron, how's it going? We noticed uh, Ryan Zook is not here. Tell our listeners he is. Uh, he's already in Florida, you know, getting yeah. a, a jump start on that Citrus Bowl coverage. Yeah,
1: he's getting down there early. I'm sure the weather's nice, and he gets to gets take in the sunshine. So, uh... Yeah, good for him, I guess. Um,
0: you know, again, this is an audio uh, format here, so I want to tell our listeners that uh, uh, I am wearing a you know ugly Christmas ugly sweater, sweater with yeah. a you know <laughs> what is a cartoon T Rex holding a uh, teddy bear. a little teddy bear gift with his short arms. Aaron is wearing just a gray sweater with no.
1: I wore, I wore my
0: ugly sweater a few weeks ago. All right. I wore it tw- twice. You, you got to yeah, get so. as much use out of it as yeah. you can because, you know, you don't wear it the rest of the year. But really? uh, um, I'll also point out, uh, uh, so, you know, the, uh, the those who uh, joined our Bowl Mania Challenge on ESPN, I, uh, you know, after the first day I looked and I saw, okay, you know, standing. I saw Aaron didn't, you know, was, was 0 for to start the day. And I looked the next day and I saw he was still 0 for her. I'm like, all right, there's no way this guy, like, didn't pick you know, Appalachian State or Buffalo. Like, there were multiple double-digit favorites. I was like, he didn't miss on all of them. Well, it turns out Did Aaron had not made submitted his picks yet. There's still time. I mean, oh, you're not, honestly, that far behind. Our leader I uh, has five I out of nine. So five and four. Uh, I am four and five. Uh, but one of our leaders is is Ryan Zook. He went five and four. It's been tough. I mean, this is what I talked about. Forget the confidence. Just picking the straight up winners, winners, winners in right. these games right. is is not easy. And there's always things I forget. You you know, oh right, I, that coach left. Oh, and, you've that got, coach, and you got
1: like unique matchups of like seven and five teams from different conferences. <laughs> so like you think like it might be a close game, but then it's not. Like yeah. it's there's, there's there's so many variables with these it games, is. and it's. Yeah. It's, I don't know. Yeah. That's I think that's what makes the bowl the bowl season so interesting too, because you get a lot of matchups you never, you rarely see if mm. ever, yep. and then so it's and you get all storylines and you got different conferences facing one another, and it's I don't know, it's, yeah. it, it makes it fun.
0: Yeah, you got Boise against Washington. You know, Chris right. Peterson is yeah. you know against his old school, and I just. I knew he had you know, stepped down, so I, I didn't realize he was still going to coach the bowl, though. And once I saw it turn on the game and saw he still there, I was like, oh, well, he's not losing his right. final game. That right. was a dumb pick, uh, but so be it. Um, mm-hmm. All right, as for Michigan's bowl in uh, the Citrus Bowl against Alabama, um, I guess the first thing I want to touch on is that some of the uh, kids that just signed uh, last week yeah. to this program will be able to practice with the team Um I have a couple of thoughts on it on it, but I guess the first thing is like how how is this allowed? They're not really yeah, how is was it allowed? that yeah. like high school, you know, seniors who just just sign with the team can can practice with the college team.
1: Yeah, so f- for those unaware, obviously the early signing period was last week, so I think it was Wednesday to Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, student athletes who are committed to universities were first that was their first opportunity to sign their national letters of intent. Uh, Michigan had I think twenty-two, uh, twenty-one or twenty-two sign. Um, so they're they're inked. They're ready to go in Michigan. Now, typically, historically, what happens is several of these kids, met in, in especially the last few years under Jim Harbaugh, they've really emphasized kids enrolling early. So starting the, in the January semester, mm-hmm. you start class, and start in the weight room, and then they're able to practice in the spring and then get, kind of get a jump start on things. Well... I, I didn't, and I didn't even know this. And I reached out to several people who I thought might know about it. They didn't know about it either. Um, there's a law in the NCAA uh, the rule book, bylaw fourteen point two point one point one that says, "quote A student athlete may participate. May, excuse me, a student athlete may practice during the official vacation period immediately preceding initial enrollment, provided that the student has been accepted by the institution for enrollment in a regular full time program of studies at the time of the individual's initial participation, and is no longer." enrolled in the previous educational institution and is eligible under all institutional ncaa requirements basically what this is saying is mm-hmm. that the gap between when the when, when a student athlete or a high school's kid signs nli to when he enrolls he is technically eligible to practice with their team uh, Mich- and he's done with high school as well correct yeah so matt michigan's recruiting director matt dudek was on a, i think a podcast last week that's how i first heard about this thing mm-hmm. and he, he said that michigan they had uh, six players coming in over the weekend that are going to practice or participate in or practice with the team: uh, running back Blake Corum, linebacker Nakai Hill Green, offensive lineman Zach Zinter, safety Makari Page, and cornerback Andre Seldon. That's five, and then Brady McGregor, defensive end from Port here on Northern, will be the sixth. McGregor's injured, so he can't technically practice, but he's going to start rehab. But anyway. These these six individuals were going to come to campus early. I think Doudna said they're going to practice three times with the team, or part- at least get involved with practices three times before they before the team leaves for for Orlando on Thursday. Uh, but it, it, it was just interesting because it's something I haven't heard of. Um, Doudna said this is the first time, at least under Harbaugh, that they're doing this. Um, I, I, I reached out to a Michigan spokesman, and they made sure to clarify that they, Michigan has had they have had kids. Uh, stu- uh, recruits join early and practice early. Uh, he pointed to the 2004 uh, Rose Bowl. Michigan had a player, I think Kelvin Grady running back. Yep, he man. actually practiced with a team and, and I think traveled with the team to the Rose Bowl. Um, so that would have been 2004. But since then, I guess the rule has been changed and changed back. So it's it's been this confusing thing. But it is in place. It's been in place. I went back and made sure to check the the rule has been in place uh, since the the early signing period began in 2017. So it's been there. I don't know how many coaches across the country know about it or have utilized it. I don't know yeah. because it's weird. Because Michigan's in a perfect situation here because their, their bowl game is January 1st. Mm-hmm. They just had these. They just had their signing day. Um uh, Several schools are have, playing in bowl games now, or within the next week. So mm-hmm. there's not that time. Is yeah, there. it's a tighter window. Yeah. So, but so it's kind of it kind of worked out. Michigan decided to take advantage of it. It Sounds like they just noticed the rule based off of Doudex comments, uh, but they're they're trying to utilize it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they're not in a playoff game where it's like, all right, yeah, you've got that extra time, but you know, let's focus on really <laughs> making sure that we're getting the guys who are actually going to play in the game prepared. Right. Uh, so It's a little more of an exhibition, I guess. I don't know. I don't think it's really necessary by any means I guess any edge you can get a head start for some of these guys but geez I mean you know three practices yeah and and, you know when one of these kids I I would think maybe there's not too much you know full contact with them I mean I realize they're not that far away from actually getting into the mix of of, you know facing them you know college players they'll they'll be that themselves very soon I guess they are now Mm -hmm. but still coming straight out of high school I don't know I don't know you know they they won't have that um you know, full winter of weight training yet. Um, I mean, the last thing you want is one of these guys, you know, getting getting hurt. hurt. So um, I don't know. You wonder if it's like, oh, this is a loophole that Harvard has found to, you know, exploit or if Mm -hmm. other schools know about it and just like, yeah, we'll pass. Or maybe they have done it and it just hasn't, um, you know, hasn't really been publicized. I don't know.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 interesting. like, it's, it's only three practices. It's like how much, how much can these kids actually gain from doing this? Uh, but the same token, I I think, you know, if you're, if you're just, a lot of these kids are eager to get going. They want to start practicing. Mm -hmm. They want to like, you know, put their high school careers behind them and start in college. So I I guess I don't see it there being a, you know, it being a huge thing. Um, but it's, it's unique. It's different. And we'll see if it really makes a difference. I, I don't know.
0: All right. Um, okay. So the, uh, you know, the other hot topic that we've been discussing for weeks now is who exactly is going to play. Um, you got access to players again on Friday. Um, and yeah, they, those, those players said that they were playing. I mean, you, you, I don't know if you could share the point we made kind of before we started recording about, okay, well, these are the players that, we're getting it's not an open locker
1: room right, Michigan, yeah, yeah. Where you just right. roam around and talk to whoever you want right. Michigan is setting up <laughs> these interviews they're right. dictating which players talk to us so are they are they picking the players they know are going to play I don't know Right. but what we can say for certain at this point uh-huh. is we have gotten verbals, verbal <laughs> yeses from at least eight guys and then we've heard about a ninth from another player who said he's playing so okay. right now we, we've we've got confirmation eight or nine starters are going to play in the game now that doesn't mean all of them are, are obviously committed just yet Right. Um, but based off of everything we've heard comments and players and everything else it sounds like you know because the team is practicing right now Mm -hmm. they know who's there they know who's available and it sounds like Michigan anticipates having most if not all their guys now injuries can play a factor and I I wrote that this morning on MLive uh, 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 a few weeks ago during the 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 postseason awards banquet uh jim Harbaugh did say carlo kemp and Brad hawkins are still injured coming out of the ohio state game so i don't know what their status is for the game um but are the, are the eligible players that either are having their their eligibility expiring or, or players with decisions to make when it comes to going pro um, it sounds like they're going to play now the two interesting names i'm i'm curious about most curious about and we haven't spoken to yet are donovan people's jones and LeVert hill Mm -hmm. Those are two, I mean, Donovan Peoples Jones at this point, I think is the highest ranked NFL prospect on this Michigan team. He could probably go early second round, mid second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Laver Hill, too. I mean, he's his eligibility is he's, he's expired or er, expiring. Yep. So this will be his final game. He's, he has NFL prospects as well. We'll see. Those two, I think, I'm, I'm most curious about.
0: Now, you know, even if you know you're playing uh, and you're the one talking to the media, if you knew another, you know, other teammates were going right. to sit out or you felt you were pretty confident that they were maybe leaning that way. I don't think you'd necessarily be saying the things that they're saying. So I, I think there is a reason to believe that, you know, these guys are going to play and like the majority of the roster is, because you yeah. could, you could, you could kind of dodge the question without you know saying, yeah, Donovan's not playing or whatever you could say, you know, well, I know some guys, maybe it's their personal decision and they're still weighing it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're not saying that. So I, th- I think it's probably a, a good sign if you're you is, know, yeah. from Michigan.
1: Yeah. Um, now you know, there's the, there, there's the, the caveat here. And I, I've written this several times since this time last year, um, you know, I think nine days out is when Karan Higden announced he was not going to suit up. Mm-hmm. And then the, the week of the game, Joan Bushel Beatty uh, opted not to not to play as well. Those guys went most to practice last last December with bull prep. They were present for most of the time. So that was a decision they, they came on their own. Um, now it's possible some of these guys change their minds or they decide not to sit out based off of maybe what they're hearing about their, their draft prospects. Um but you know, so far, everyone we've spoken to, it sounds like Michigan is going to be near at near near full strength for the January first game. And
0: last year and this year both ended in a very similar fashion with a you know blowout loss to Ohio State. And you could look at it one of two ways. Okay, this has really demoralized the group. We're not in the playoff now. We're not. You know, what is there to really play for? Um, or there's a let's get this sour taste out of our mouth. Not you know for the seniors, let's not go out like this um you could look at it either way the major difference between last year and this year is of course we've discussed the opponent you know the opportunity to play Alabama um yes you know we'll get you get you a little maybe a little more hype and of course as you're for those thinking about the NFL that's uh that's a nice uh you know that's a nice opponent to face to show showcase what you
1: can do exactly and it's it's you're it's not just about getting victory obviously that the program wants to get a win the players want to get a win but like you said, if they put together a good game against against an opponent like Alabama, with you know, playing the country, watching NFL scouts watching that that helps boost their NFL prospects. So, like it's a it's a double it's a win win I think for both sides. And in a way, I think Michigan needed uh, uh, an opponent like this to, to pull something like this off. Because if this was like you know South Carolina again, or some like middle, right, middling to, SEC school right. in the Gator Bowl or something, mm-hmm. or the Holiday Bowl, I, I would I would presume so, several of these guys would probably be thinking about sitting up. So, I mean, and, and several guys have said to, you know, to that, to that point that this Alabama, it's an enticing opponent. It's something that they, 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 they want to go into. They want to play, they want to play well against. So it's, it's, it's kind of worked out well for Michigan in terms of the, the, the bull drawn and, and the opponent.
0: Absolutely. Um, now let's switch, switch gears to basketball a little bit here. Um, you know, on Friday, they, they got a commitment from Hunter Dickinson, uh, seven foot two kid already, uh, um, you know, true kind of back to the basket, um, you know, kind of post player. I'm not saying he, he he can't develop his outside game, but right now that's not really his strength. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a top 40 kid, you know, in the recruiting services, um, you know, one of the, the highest rated centers in the, in the, in that 2020 class. And he has chosen Michigan and this gives Michigan now, uh, you know, number six in the 24 seven sports composite, number five in rivals for their whole class for 2020 Um which would be – that's the highest uh, that I could find that those sites go back. The database go back to, like, 2003. Um, And then if, you know, you kind of look at the players they've gotten even before that, I mean, it probably would be their highest ranked class since Jawan Howard himself was was part of it with the Fab Five. Uh, I couldn't find, like, actual class rankings for back then. Individual players were ranked. And when Michigan has, like, you know, two of the top three and – Three of the top eight and four of the, you know, there was Safety enough. That was probably yeah. up there, yeah. uh, if not number one. Um, so, so yeah, that's uh, that's something uh for Michigan, just regardless, but especially since Jawan Howard was hired in May. I mean, you know, this, this is a true for all sports, football too. Like, you got to put in work with these kids sometimes for years, and mm-hmm. you know, the assistants make you know connections and things like that. Uh. Juwan Howard didn't really have that luxury. He had the benefit of being the father of two, you know, high school age kids who were playing AU. So he kind of, mm-hmm. if he didn't have direct relationships with some of these kids, he knew, he knew maybe who to go after, who were the, the better ones. Um, you know, he kind of knew that world, but, but still, I mean, again, mm-hmm. and these, especially for these top players, you know, Isaiah Todd being, being Michigan's highest rated uh, as part of this class and now Dickinson You know, these guys whose offer sheet where, you know, it's the who's who of college basketball. You know, they're getting – it's Duke and Kentucky and North Carolina and Kansas. And, uh, you know, Michigan, uh, you know, was able to to beat those schools – that's that that is impressive for them
1: and I, I can still remember right after he got hired us wondering aloud whether <laughs> how how this recruiting philosophy would work a how you know it, it sounded like he was going to go after more of the top tier guys for more, more of the five yeah. stars something that very different from what john beeline did um and we were waiting to see how it how it would shake out like so far i think he's he's done really well he i think he, between his person he's, he's got such a fascinating engaging personality uh-huh. you can see how it translates with, with pl- younger players and, and high school kids and you mentioned obviously his his sons and his familiarity mm-hmm. with the aau circuits so yep. i think that helps his his long career at michigan and and you know the the nba so there's there's he's got a lot going for him um so it, it's it's certainly helped now now they have to stack Wins and titles and everything else, right? But so far, it's it's been it's been good.
0: But right, and then and then yes, but on the court early on, very very early on, you know, and win well. I mean, seven and zero with you know that championship in the Bahamas, and you know even now, you know after taking a couple losses, they're still you know they're still ranked, and you know nine and three. I think that worked against maybe some of the coaches who were you know put planning the idea in some of these kids' heads. You know, oh you know you're thinking about you know because Michigan might have been a favorite for Hunter Dickinson you know, even, even earlier, and it was like, ah, he, he didn't sign in the early period. Maybe, you know, coaches are saying, you might want to wait on this Michigan team. You know, you really don't know what they're going to look like on the court. This guy's never been a head coach. Right it maybe backfired in a way because they got off to a good start, especially for, you know, if you're a big man, you're seeing, it wasn't just talk that Jawan saying he wants to play through big, you're yeah. seeing it with John
1: that, Teske. To me, that seems like that's been the biggest change for me, from an outsider's perspective, the biggest change from Line to Juan Howard is his, his willingness and ability to like to use the big man. Yep. Not only you, obviously John Teske was recruited by Beeline and brought right. here, under, but he's utilized him and utilized him in a way where he's been effective. And it's, it's, basically you know that's how Michigan's playing and then you're able to recruit a five-star seven foot two five-star kid it's 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 almost like he's going back to the way basketball used to be you know right. in terms of the whole you know shoot run and shoot type of
0: right type of right absolutely but you know not getting away from you know Todd is, is a versatile he's 611 mm-hmm. but he can kind of handle the ball and, and play every, everywhere um, and yeah the other Zeb Jackson being being the other kid uh, you know a two guard um, you know is playing with Mount Montverde uh in Florida, just this unbelievable yeah. powerhouse. Um, they're going for for a championship in this in this you know big time tournament uh, tonight, actually. Um, but yeah, so that's that, and that's a nice class already. You know, you've got a you've got a you've got a guard, um, you've got a, you've got a forward, and you got a center, and you kind of hit uh, you know the various mm-hmm. spots. And he might not be done. There's you know another top 100 kid, Terrence Williams, who mis- had Michigan initially in his final three, chose Georgetown decommitted uh recently and has reopened his recruitment he'll supposedly be in ann arbor uh you know for their upcoming game um yeah so now that you can land a kid like that you've still got his, his his older son um you know the senior uh uh jace you know not not maybe as highly ranked well not as highly ranked a prospect as some of these other guys but still you fill that out now you got a five-man class that's i mean that is that would be that would be very impressive uh, so we'll see um, you know how it all shapes up, but even if even if this is it um, he's in good shape now so you got to sign the guys uh, they're still you know because of when Dickinson um, committed it past the early signing period you got to wait till mid April to actually sign but um, yeah, all indications uh, you know say that that will happen um, yeah as far as on the court. You know, as we discussed, we're in this little holiday lull. They played Presbyterian on Saturday. They won eighty six to forty four. You know, went out to a seven nothing lead. Then before you knew it, it was like twenty five to four, big lead at half. It just you know got to twenty, never got below twenty. Got to thirty, never got below 30. You got to forty, I got to forty five at one point. So yeah,
1: um, and that's what you want. I mean, those games they were expected to win, expected to mm-hmm. win big. Yep. I mean, it's that's they they did what they were supposed to do exactly. And though and that is the. Uh,
0: that was the lowest like ranked team on there, you know, in the whole non conference. UMass Lowell a little bit higher ranked, so maybe it'll be a little more of a challenge. That's that's the following Sunday, but still shouldn't expect to be too competitive. Um, and yeah, you'll get, uh, you know, you had some guys that were, were kind of under the weather here, uh, you know, a little bit of a sickness going around the team. Um, Brandon Johns was the only one who actually sat out, but Franz Wagner apparently wasn't feeling too well, and then in the game. Isaiah Livers, just a few minutes in, yeah. and it goes up for a dunk and kind of land. Well, you can't even say he really landed awkwardly. It was a muscle strain. That's what the, the team said. Um, you know, kind of looked like he was reaching kind of his inner thigh, kind of groin area. Um, so I guess when I say he landed, it wasn't like he turned his ankle or anything like that or, or sprained his knee. It was just a, you know, hyper extension type thing. Um, he did not come back in the rest of the game. It, there was no reason to bring him back in, right. given good. the score, given the opponent um you know given you know you have this rest coming up so they had no real update you know after the game as far as you know what it would be so we'll see you know even if he doesn't suit up next sunday i wouldn't read too we'll, we'll get we'll, we'll talk to that team again so we'll get an update um you know they weren't they were hoping it wasn't really too too serious um yeah we talked to some players he, Who said that Isaiah was in you know fine spirits after the game? It wasn't like he was stayed on the bench too, right? He was on the bench. He did. He did. He did. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't. But still, you know, these are those are the the last thing you want in some of these games like this is to lose any guys. But um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, you know very just a very strong performance. They were hitting threes. They were um, you know defending at a really high level. So that's what you want because yeah, when you when you get back into Big Ten play. yeah, it starts with a bang at Michigan State. Yeah. So that's that's your first one. Um, you know, Purdue at home, they're one of the better teams in the league. Then you go to Minnesota and Iowa, um, you know, come back Penn State. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a tough start right away. Um, but, yeah, I've, as we've seen from this league so far, you know, you really want to get those home wins. Those, those yeah. road wins are going to be uh, tough to come by. Um, which is nothing new for really any conference, any year, but it's been—it was really accentuated um, early in the Big Ten season, um, and and yeah, see see where we uh, see where they can go from there. Mm-hmm. But um, all right, I guess what uh, so what should we expect here going forward for uh, as far as
1: Citrus Bowl coverage? The team yeah. leaves on Thursday, right? Leaves, leaves on Thursday, Christmas. December twenty sixth. They had to get down there that day. Um, events that will start practicing, I think, on the 27th. We haven't gotten a concrete practice schedule mm-hmm. just yet, um, but they typically, whenever they go down for these bowl games, they start practicing the next day. Usually, at an area of high school nearby, mm-hmm. Michigan has made a habit of finding a high school of a potential recruit. That they try <laughs> to go and set up camp at and and try to wound the prospect. Down there. Yeah, so we'll see where they end up. They haven't told us just yet, um, but yeah, practice will start probably the 27th. Um, it usually runs every day, except maybe the day before the game. Um, but, yeah, uh, the, the event-wise, I think they, from a the Citrus Wolves perspective, I think events start, like, December 29th. The team will, they're going to Music Park one day. I think they have a Universal Studios Day. I'm just going
0: to ask that if they yeah. get to do things like that. Yeah, they
1: do. Yeah, no, sounds like it. it. Sounds like it. Um, now, in the past, Michigan hasn't taken all those opportunities. I can remember a couple of years ago when they played in the Outback Bowl in Tampa. Um, there was a day slotted for them to go visit Bush Gardens, and they didn't do it they opted to practice instead so i don't think they're you know i don't think the teams have to do everything that's on the schedule um, i think last year for the peach bowl i think they went to almost everything so we'll see. Um, you know, there are days. I don't know if Disney World is in the plan. Maybe. I don't know. But I know Universal is for sure. Uh, but yeah, we'll have coverage every day. I mean, we will. There are certain days where we'll get more players than others. I think there, there's slotted press conference times for the head coaches and the coordinators. Uh, because we haven't gotten Josh Gaddis since after Wisconsin. He hasn't spoken to the reporters. Um, so we'll see. I mean, everything's kind of up in the air at this point from a schedule perspective. But, um, yeah, they, Michigan, I think, is a, I say I don't know this for a fact, but as of last Sunday, so eight eight days ago, they are in practice three. So I'm assuming they're probably around nine or ten at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, It sounds like they gave some of the players um, the opportunity to go home for a couple days. I know a couple of Florida guys went down early. They went back home yesterday or today. I'm presuming they're going to rejoin the team on on Thursday when they get down to Orlando. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we're we're about – we're in that gear now where I think the team is pre- prepping to head down there. I saw the equipment truck was getting loaded the other day at Schoenbechler hall. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're getting closer because typically, I mean, last year the game was December 28th. So it was a, it was a shorter window. Right. Distance wise, you know, period. Right. This year it's January 1st. so There's a little bit longer and they've got to space out days and, and everything else from a practice perspective.
0: Yeah. I mean, you hear culture, this is a business trip. You sometimes hear that for certain games. I mean, we heard it for in basketball uh, when Michigan went to the Bahamas mm-hmm. earlier this season. Um, I don't know. I, it's, <laughs> I think it's, like it's kind cool. of too bad sometimes that yeah. they can't enjoy, I don't know, like the NCAA tournament, uh, Michigan was out in, you know, Anaheim last mm-hmm. year. And, uh, I remember my mom actually was like, Oh, so the team, you know, the day between games or whatever, they'll, they'll go to, is it Disney world or Disney Disneyland? World Disney or yeah. go to, I was like, no, no, they will not do that. <laughs> and they didn't. But I, I remember reading in a, in a, in a story, you know, months later, I think it was like preview for this season. Um, that Texas tech, the team that Michigan then did play and lose, they went in like one of the days before. So clearly, you know, you can, you can can have 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 your fun and and get the business done too on the court or on the field or wherever. So, um, especially a bowl, you know, I don't know. It's It's, different from there's more time
1: and, you know, and, and for a lot of these guys, it's their final game in the Michigan uniform. Mm-hmm. So Like, you know, it's 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 fun. It, I mean, obviously they want to win the game. That's the goal. But, like, you know, they want to go out with, you know, memories. And it's 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 almost more of like an enjoyable thing as opposed right. to playing in a tournament where, you know, one win and you're done. You right, know? right, you're not right. not playing for your life as opposed to, exactly. you know, this, they know this is the final game. Yes. Um, so, so there will be some fun had. I mean, it's a, a lot of these trips, I you know, a couple years again, the Outback Bowl, a couple of years ago, they had a beach day. The teams went. So if there's no beach here. And obviously in Orlando, but I mean there'll be stuff to do and I, I think they'll they'll have they fun. There's a pep rally scheduled I think New Year's Eve for the the Michigan fans and, and everything else. So there'll be stuff to do. Alright well safe travels down there Aaron um,
0: to our listeners you know thank you for listening. Happy holidays to you and yours. Uh, I would not expect a Wolverine Confidential podcast next week. It's very possible I will be the only one, you know, here in Ann Arbor you to, like to record call it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we have that technology or that, that really that uh, desire to do take it that far. Um, but, yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back strong then Then the following week with, with plenty to talk about, I'm sure. So, um, again, yeah, thanks for listening. Happy holidays.